Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show this week with Dr. Brian Forrest. And Dr. Forrest, you have a special guest you'll be introducing soon. We, of course, would like to acknowledge the companies that support our program as well. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower even than the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. If people want more information about today's show or they want to find out information about your practice, where can they find it? If listeners want to send general, non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information. Uh, make sure you include that so we can thank you for the questions you send us. And if you'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or you can call 919-363-0190. This week on Access Health Radio, we're pleased again to have audio prostologist Victoria Bratan back again from Down East Hearing Care Associates. And Victoria, what will you be discussing today? Well, we can talk about how we evaluate hearing if you'd like to go that direction. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of interested in that as well because say somebody detects they may have a problem, uh, it could be that they don't have a problem, right? I mean, that they, is they come in. So just tell, walk me through. Uh, somebody comes, comes to you. They make an appointment uh, to see you. Is that the best way? You don't like walk-ins? We do take walk-ins, but normally for a hearing assessment, it takes a good 30 to 35 minutes. So normally we do ask for a patient to make an appointment for that. We do make some exceptions, like a person may have an emergency situation where they failed a test at work and they've got to have it done immediately Mm -hmm. for whatever reason it may be. Then we try to work those patients in if we need to. Yeah, and you have two uh, locations. Yes, sir. We have one location in Rocky Mount at Bivenu Plaza. And our second location is over in Nightdale behind Wendy's, mm-hmm. uh, right beside Lynn Ray Medical Supply. Okay, so they, they have an appointment, <laughs> and they sit down with you. Uh, or do they sit down with you initially? What happens? Tell us. Initially, they do come and sit down with me. I actually bring them back to the room and have conversation with them regarding their, their patient intake forms. What we look at on an overall is, has this person been seen before? When did the situation occur? What type of issues are they having? Um, are they having any pain, ringing in their ears, any sudden changes to their hearing? Those things are important. What type of medication this person may be taking? That could be very important, Oh, right? yes, it's very important. It, you know, medications can actually shift your hearing temporarily, but it can also be a permanent shift if you don't make the adjustments to those milligrams uh, within a timely manner. Mm-hmm. So we do look at the, the prescriptions as far as what they receive from their doctors and see if there's anything there that would be considered a concern. And if it's a concern, of course, we do write out a report and refer them back to their physician to address those concerns. We never ask a patient to stop taking their medicines. Um, We never tell them that this is something that they should continue to do, but it should be something they should advise with their physician. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then they say, I'm not hearing too well in my left ear. Could it be the left ear and the right ear? It could be a possibility, but what we're looking at in an overall when the patient comes in is video otoscope, which allows them to see their ear canal and see their eardrums for themselves. Oh. Because most of the time, that's something you don't get a chance to see. No. It's not like looking in the mirror. Do I want to see it? 
<laughs> it's actually interesting. Very interesting. So um, the tiny bones and all that. Well, right? you don't see the tiny bones, but you'll see the malice, which is the first bone okay. in the middle ear, and it shows itself on the eardrum or the tympanic membrane. Okay. And the patient can actually see those things. So if a person is concerned whether they have wax or not, if there's something in the ear, we actually let them see. It's, you know, it's, it's open, the ear's open. Mm-hmm. Or if there is a blockage, mm-hmm. it allows them to be able to see that too and see what condition that their ear is in. Now, visually looking at it, can you detect that there may be a problem? Um, yes, it depends. If there's deformity of the ear, if there's any perforation of the eardrum, if there's any trauma to the ear, if there's any wax laying on the eardrum itself, uh, a lot of times we'll find somebody's put a foreign object in their ear. Right. Uh, it may be Q-tips, a little cotton off of the apparatus. Um, but those are the things that we end up looking at. And we so that's trauma. Yeah, it can cause trauma to the ear. It but can. A Q-tip sitting on the eardrum can cause trauma. It can cause perforation, keep the eardrum from moving properly. It can cause dizziness. It can cause ringing to the ear, cause extreme pain to the person. Mm-hmm. So those things would have to re- be removed. So there may be cases you have to refer them to someone yes, else? If they're, yeah, if they're okay. lodged and they're pretty good, they're going somewhere else. Um, if there's wax impaction, we actually take care of that ourselves. Yes, we've covered that on, yes, on other programs. Yes, we can Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, but if there is, let's say, perforation of the eardrum, then we uh, actually make an appointment for them to see an ear, nose, and throat specialist if they have not been seen by ear, nose, and throat. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against regular MDs. MDs are absolutely wonderful, best thing you can have. But when it comes to an ear, nose, and throat situation, especially a perforated eardrum, it's best to be seen by the ear, nose, and throat doctor. Can it be repaired? Sometimes it can be. If it's caught immediately, you're not waiting years later, but you're actually looking at it almost immediately. There's some oil. Oils they can use or some things that they can use to help mend that eardrum back together mm-hmm. or they can go in and patch it mm-hmm. but they can make some some corrections but like i said it would be within their best interest to be seen by the ear nose and throat doctor for something so that. what's the sensation what what is the patient actually can they hear once they have a punctured eardrum is it a funny sound well it depends uh, on what part of the eardrum that has the perforation mm-hmm. is it in the part tensa is it a par flaccida what part of the ear is actually well it has to do with the quad you okay. know so if it's if it's a big perforation then there's a good chance they're going to miss sounds across all frequencies oh I if see. it's a small perforation it depends on where it is on that eardrum to determines what frequency they would be having some issues with Okay. All right. Very good. So, yes, sorry. It can cause a a temporary impairment or it can be a permanent impairment. Most of the time, we'll see the wax impaction, something lodged in the ear. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll see the ears bleeding. Patients put um, a hairpin into their ear or their their keys into their ears and they'll scratch their ears and they end up hitting the eardrum. See people doing that. You probably. Oh, yes. Don't do that. I'm like, oh. (laughs) But um, those are the things that we see from the external point. So if we don't see anything there that's obvious, that's causing an issue, then we move on to the next step. And the next step is to actually test the patient's hearing. All right. We're going to get into that coming up next. All right. You are tuned to Access Health Radio every third Sunday, we have Victoria Bertan with us, audio prosthologist for Downey's Hearing Care Associates and Urgent Care at 3009 Village Park Drive in Nightdale and 1356 Bevelue Plaza in Rocky Mount on the web at downeyshearingcare.com. You're tuned to Access Health Radio on News Radio 680 WPTF.
And welcome back. Uh, we have another segment here with audio prestologist Victoria Batam from Downey's Hearing Care Associates and Hearing Aid Urgent Care. We were talking about uh, the process of you evaluating hearing. So people come in, uh, in the first segment, we talked about more acute things. Uh, could be because of an injury or something like that. But I would think more common would be gradual hearing loss. Well, that would follow with someone that actually comes in and has their hearing checked on a yearly basis. Mm -hmm. It's easier to track how fast that person's hearing is moving. Also, be able to catch if there's any medications that could be causing any issues for that individual also. Mm -hmm. But most of the time when a person comes to you is because they've had a hearing impairment for a very long time. They've either had a hearing impairment for over five years. Oh, they've been hiding it. Yeah, most of them do. So most of the time it's the family members, it's the friends, it's the colleagues, those individuals that notice it and they'll say, you have a hearing loss or, ma'am, you have a hearing loss, you need to have your hearing checked. Mm -hmm. And people become offended by that. You know, they start becoming very defensive. So you'll find after about five years of hearing this, they'll get to the point they'll say, you know what, maybe I do have something going on and I need to have this checked. So then that's when they end up in my office. We check and make sure they don't have anything from the external part of the ear that's going to be a trauma issue or be causing an obstruction to the ear. We go over their medications, make sure there isn't anything that could be shifting their hearing or causing issues that we need to report on for their physician. So once they have those assessments done, then we go in and start actually doing the test. So we want to verify and validate what's going on in the cochlea, which is the inner ear. So Mm -hmm. if the external part of the ear is healthy and the middle ear part of the ear is healthy, then what leaves what's left of that would be the inner ear. The inner ear is the cochlea that houses all your uh, hair cells that send information to the brain. So the cochlea isn't actually your hearing. It just collects the sound and gets it to the brain so the brain can process it. Mm -hmm. So if the brain doesn't receive it, it's nothing there. So the brain has to receive that information. So that's what we do. We would do um, an audiogram. We would do autometric testing for this individual, and we would plot those thresholds on this audiogram. And then we can go back and do a comparison over a period of time. So when they have their first test, that's called a baseline. And then we have something to compare to. And then each year as they come in, they're doing the annual testing. So they come in every year. Mm-hmm. So once they get a shift that happens in their hearing, then we start recording that too is now this is their new baseline because now this is more permanent. So this is what we have to look at now. So when a patient comes in and we do that testing for them, then we help them determine do they have a medical condition that could be their issue or is this something that's just sensorineural hearing loss, which is nerve damage, which is inner ear damage to the cochlea itself. Mm-hmm. If the person has inner ear damage, or we call nerve damage, um, that is fixed by hearing instruments. 99.9% of the time, a hearing instrument will fix that issue. Mm. Okay? Now, does it make the hearing uh, issue as far as being a no hearing loss at all, period, anymore? Well, as long as they're not wearing the product, they're going to have a hearing loss. They wear the hear- they wear the instrument. It gives them an improvement for their hearing. And I tell my patients, and they'll laugh at me half the time, I tell them, I'm not God. I cannot make it perfect. If I could touch you and make it better, I would, but I can't. Mm -hmm. So I have to rely on you, communicate with me, and you have to rely on me knowing what I'm doing. So 
When that test is finished, we counsel with the patient, let them know whether they have a medical condition or something we can actually address. And if it's something that we can fix with a hearing instrument, then we go ahead and we look at that. Now, most hearing losses are fitted with hearing instruments. When you have a conductive loss, conductive means that the person's inner ear, that cochlea we were talking about a little while ago that has all those little hair cells in it, that can be normal. That could be a normal uh, cochlea, but the middle ear is the issue. That's where all those little bones are that you were talking about uh, earlier. The anvil, okay. the stirrup. And uh-huh. The, yeah. Yes, sir. Now, the, that malice normally is not an issue. The 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 incus, the stapes itself, is mainly the issue. That's mm-hmm. the part that's attached to the cochlea. Calcium buildup can build up over and over a period of time. And when that calcium buildup happens, it keeps the middle ear bones from moving freely. So they'll end up having what you call a conductive loss. So the doctor can go in most of the time and make the correction by freeing those bones up and allowing them to move and have more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Once they have more flexibility, person gets back to normal hearing again. Mm-hmm. Some individuals, those bones will deteriorate over time. And if they start deteriorating, then the doctor would need to go in and maybe put a prosthesis in that allows that middle ear to function like it's supposed to. But if I went in there and I wanted to fit that type of hearing loss, I can. I can't. But what I normally do is I make sure that that patient's been medically evaluated first, that they have been seen by a doctor, and the doctor says, no, there's nothing we can do. Your health is not going to allow us to. You're taking too many different medications, so we can't take you off the medication long enough to do, that, to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. You're not a candidate to have surgery. Then I'll sit down and I'll fit the patient with a hearing instrument. And they actually are very successful with hearing aids because the inner ear itself is not damaged. So all I have to do is get 30 dB of volume or 35 dB of volume through that middle ear to that inner ear so the inner ear can function. And then once the inner ear receives that information, it sounds just as normal as you and I sitting here talking right now. Mm. So depending on the person's loss, depending on the person's need, depending on the person's health, will help determine what we're going to do for that person next. So it's not a one-step process. It can be a one-step process. Uh Um, But if the person has a medical condition, a lot of times it's not. As you know, if they have not been seen before, they're going to get medically evaluated and cleared before I fit them. Okay. All right. Uh, We're going to talk about what happens in the booth coming up next right isn't there like a booth did you go in you put headphones on right some do some don't some will some well, tell, tell me <laughs> you, you tell me what you do uh, when we come back you are tuned to access health radio audio prestologist victoria patan is with us and one more segment with her uh she's with downey's hearing care associates and hearing aid urgent care 3009 Village Park Drive in Nightdale and 1356 Beverly Plaza in Rocky Mountain. On the web at com. More coming up. This is Access Health Radio on News Radio 680 WPTF. Just a few minutes left here of Access Health Radio. Uh, we still have uh, Victoria Batan on with us. She's an audio prosthologist, knows a lot about this, uh, and her uh, company's Downey's Hearing Care Associates and Hearing Aid Urgent Care. Now, I, I said that uh, we would talk about the booth, and you said uh, that can be a complicated subject, but at least start me. So so once you, you're at the point where... There has to be a hearing test, right? Do you yes, have sir. a booth, a, a room they go into? Yes, sir. We do have a testing room, and each one of our testing rooms do have testing booths. And they put these 
And if Big you put headphones the on. if you put the headset on, yes, you have to put them in a booth. But if you use inserts where you put it into the ear canal where these little pieces actually expand into the ear where no ambient sound from the room can be heard to that patient, then you can leave them outside of the booth. You can set them in a chair and let them sit right outside of it. You'll find out there's a lot of people that have claustrophobic. They are claustrophobic. They do not want to be put in that booth. They'll fight you with it. Keep mm. the door open. Well, if you got to keep the door open, you might as well have them sitting outside of the booth. So if you use a headset, yes, you have to put them in the booth. If you use inserts, you do not have to put them in the booth. Um, but we do home testing also. We can't take a booth home with us. Can't take it to the office. Can't take it from the office to the person's house. So we can test them at their home with the inserts. So sitting right there at the kitchen table. Over so a stereo is, or what? No, with an audiometer. Oh. Audiometer testing right at their kitchen table. They can be testing out of their home. The part where you start looking at a booth is when there's a medical condition. Uh-huh. And these numbers are really, really important. You know, make sure there's no gaps. Make sure everything is close together. That's more on a medical end to make sure that that patient doesn't have a medical issue. If the person is it's obvious there's not a medical issue here and we're testing them, then you're going to get the same result as if you were in the booth or not. Hmm. So the booth is not always required, but it is good to have when you need it. And you have a... Do you start out loud and, and go to soft or? Yeah, sometimes does it you vary? do. The, sometimes you do the descending. You start the, the the noise up at a higher tone mm-hmm. and start decreasing it over a period of time. Or some to do the ascending where they actually go low and start working themselves up. I always work from the descending. I start with the louder, work work it down so they don't hear it anymore. But what we're looking for when we do a threshold check is we're crossing that threshold at least three times. So we want to make sure that p- person is hearing it at that sound, at that particular frequency, mm-hmm. and at that intensity level. So it is important get an accurate testing so that when you actually do your, your fitting, if you have to do a fitting, then you're actually putting in the correct scores. Now, if I'm fitting a patient with a hearing instrument, a lot of these newer technology has the audiometer chip within their hearing aid. So we can actually retest them with the hearing aids in their ears and verify if there's any insertion gain or any type of insertion loss before we actually start fitting the product. Hmm. So I didn't realize you actually do house calls. Oh, yeah. We do home services also for our patients. Very interesting. bedridden patients. We have patients that are not mobile anymore. They may have come to my office for the past, you know, 15 years. And the past, you know, three years I've had to go take care of them at their home. Hmm. And I don't have a problem doing that. You've been uh, listening to audio prosthologist Victoria Batan with Downey's Hearing Care Associates. You can follow up with her at her office, two offices, uh, Downey's Hearing Care Associates and Hearing Aid Urgent Care at 3009 Village Park Drive in Nightdale and 1356 Beverly Plaza, Rocky Mount on the web at downeyshearingcare.com. And you do take emails, uh, so that would be Downey's Hearing at yahoo.com, is that yes, correct? Sir. Well, Victoria, trivia today is not so a good statistic, uh, but did you know the number of people that die from measles each year right now is over 100,000? Wow. And the number of cases in the United, United States per year has more than tripled versus 10 years ago. Yes, that concludes our show, and hopefully you will be able to use this information to improve your health and be a better healthcare consumer. Our scripture this week is from Mark twelve thirty through 31 in the New International Version. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to 
joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.